Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And speaking of embracing life, everyone loves getting lost in the pages of a great read, especially one that both entertains us with a captivating story, as well as explores the ongoing challenges faced by women in today's society. Our guest, Andrea Dunlop, has written just such a book. You might recognize Andrea's name as a well-known novelist who's authored several books featuring strong women who find themselves in challenging circumstances. But her latest book, Women Are the Fiercest Creatures, is no exception. Boy, this one is a real page-turner, and I can't wait to find out more from the author herself. So welcome, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I want to start out by uh, congratulating you. I'm going to say this is the second time around because we did get a chance to chat a little bit before we went on air. But you've come up with another highly compelling read and a very readable book. And I'm not the only one who thinks so because you've been getting great reviews. So congratulations. And I know this is far from your debut novel, but it's got to be exciting for you. Thank you. You know, yes, this is my fourth novel, but it's every one has been different. Every launch has been different. Um, and I'm with a, a new publisher this time with the V books. So it's, that's been a really fun experience. Well, and as I mentioned before, you do focus on, you know, again, general society, but a lot on women who, you know, have, you know, have certain strengths, certain gifts and all that, but who have faced some real issues in their life. So tell us a little bit about the three women you feature in Women Are the Fiercest Creatures, how the title kind of relates to them especially, and a little bit about the, the story itself. Yeah, so um, my book is the story of a manipulative, charming tech CEO who's preparing to take his company public for um, a lot of money, potentially, and he is kind of uh, ends up having to face his past in the form of three of the most important women in his life. So his current wife, younger new wife, Anna, who is pregnant with her, or excuse me, um, Jessica, it would be good if I could keep my own characters. <laughs> um, Jessica, who is, who is pregnant with, um, with her first child. And then his uh, ex-wife, his recent ex-wife, Anna, who is the mother of his two sons. And then his ex-girlfriend, Sam, um, who is also a mom and who uh, helped him found his company but was written out of the story of it. And so all of these three women's lives intersect um, just at the most inconvenient moment for, for Jake. So, um, so yeah, it's really, I think, you know, again, I hope it's a, I always hope it's a, it's a page turner and I hope to just keep readers engaged and give them a break from, you know, whatever they're thinking about. So that's, that's always my number one, uh, number one job as a novelist, I think, is to just get a good story down. But um, certainly the themes are, you know, um, it's a lot about motherhood. It's a lot about the challenges of balancing, you know, quote, balancing um, parenting and a career um, and um, and how we sort of treat male entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs and working moms and working dads differently. 
Yeah, I gotta say that is something too. Uh, again, I, 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 the book is of course for, for readers of all ages, and I will tell you, for my generation, we remember women's roles pre-70s, and what was fascinating mm-hmm. to me, in addition to the story and the women that you fleshed out, was the fact that uh, a lot of things that we fought for came true, but there's still a lot of room for growth when it deals with women in society. That is for sure. And I think about the generational side of this a lot. You know, my mom is a baby boomer and she, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's so recent that women didn't have anything like the rights that they have now. You know, yeah, all the stuff in the 70s, right? Um, Title IX, I mean, Roe versus Wade, why, boy, we could get on a, uh, we could get on another sort of tangent on that because that obviously <laughs> right. was over. I was overturned when my son was nine days old. So that was, um, yeah, it's, a, it's quite a time to be a woman right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, certainly, like, all of those things that I was sort of born into, being born in 1982, but they're so they're so recent. I mean, my, you know, women my age are really the first generation that had equal access, anything like equal access to work, to their own finances, to owning a home, to basically not having to get married, to have any kind of, you know, stability in their adult life. So, yeah, I mean, it certainly is like the the generational aspect of this, talking to my mother and, you know, when my grandmothers were alive before that, you know, it, it changes so much from generation to generation and you hope that it gets better with every generation. And certainly that's, it's a, it's scary that to think that it might not be so. Yeah. Well, and and too, I mean, the there. book, right. <laughs> the women were, you know, in your in your story line, were all obviously really accomplished and all that, but some of the same themes just seem to come up uh, generation after generation, decade after decade. So it'll be interesting to see how things are in the next fifty years. But speaking of uh, keeping current, uh, you did write about life in Seattle in the high tech industry. I know you live in Seattle, so I'm wondering, do you eavesdrop on some of your friends' conversations? <laughs> how did you weave all that in? I mean, do you, obviously you must have friends in the tech world too. I do, yes. I mean, I I did interview a, a good friend of mine who um, who used to, who does work in the tech industry and at one point took his company public, and so he he helped with the, fill out some of those details. Um, yeah, and I mean, it, certainly it's just in the air here. You know, it, Seattle has become such a huge tech hub. I know you're in the Bay Area, so you know all about that. We've really gone kind of that same direction, especially over the last, you know, 15 to 20 years. So it's just really grown to making Seattle a tech city. Um, and that has, you know, pluses and minuses um, and really has just changed the landscape of the city. So that certainly, you know, this is my first time writing about my home city, and so that was really interesting. Um yeah, so I certainly pulled a lot kind of from, from the ether around here. <laughs> well, and, see, you know, again, your your writing is, like I say, the stories are great and all, but I do have to say, in addition to getting great reviews from fellow authors, I read uh, a number of reviews you got from readers, and one of the things that came up over and over again is how relatable your female characters are. So, again, do you kind of turn to your friends, or do your characters take a life of their own and tell you what to do? Do you know, channel what's supposed to come up for them, or tell us a little bit about the process itself of fleshing out some of your your heroines in the book. Yeah, thank you. And I, I you know, that's always the best, one of the best things you can hear as a writer is that your characters really feel like real people. And I think for me, yeah, it's a mix of both, right? My characters do sort of come to me in a slightly mystical way, and I sort of part <laughs> of the you know strangeness of being a novelist is that you feel like you hear voices in that in that funny way. But 
I think also certainly they're shaped by, you know, the the people I know and the women I know. And, you know, my, my book, three, three Different Women Having Really Different Experiences, in particular around motherhood. And so, yeah, certainly that's influenced by my, you know, my friends in my life who are mothers. I'm a, you know, relatively new mother. I have a um, four-and-a-half-year-old and an eight-month-old, and so I spend a lot of time around other moms and other people who are sort of going through that big transition of being not a mother to being a mother. Um, and so, yeah, I, a lot of that was influenced by my friends' experiences, things I've heard in mom groups. Um, you know, and I think that the process is all of becoming a mom is so much more fascinating and so much deeper than we give it credit for. Um, so that was a huge influence on the book. Well, absolutely. And speaking of deep, I want to tell you, you throw out some pretty big plot line twists at us readers. And I'm just wondering, as the author, is it kind of fun to you sit back and go, wow, they won't see this one coming? I mean, is it that fun to do as an author? Oh, of course. I mean, and those are the most exciting, those are the most exciting moments for me when I'm writing because I'm not a person, so there's the, you'll probably know this because you're a writer, the, the terms plotter and panther. So say a plotter is a person that really has like an outline and knows where their book is going when they start it. And a panther is someone that goes by seeing their pants and kind of just, you know, sits down and writes and figures out what's going to happen in their novel. And I'm very much the latter. So I, you know, I'm always just waiting to see what, what's going to happen. And so when you get one of those big plot twists in your mind that just unlocks things, that's like very exciting moment as, as a writer. And so um, it's always, it's always, those are the most fun parts of the book to write. Well, and believe me, as a reader, those are great to read, too. So, uh, And I know we've only got a minute or so left, but I do want to mention that before you became an author yourself, you worked in the publishing world, and I find it so gracious and gratifying, it must be for you, uh, to share the, your wealth of knowledge. So you've got a blog and a website where you provide tips for people who want to get their own books published. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that before we have to run. Yeah, so I, I'm, I will say I'm not putting out as much of that content, but I do have a, a vast library of that, you're right, um, on my website. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I love talking to aspiring writers. I do, um, I do teach some periodic courses, um, so I will always put those on um, my website or on, um, on my Instagram. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's really fun to, to talk to people. Um, I mean, I, it's still vivid for me being an aspiring writer, and so I, you know, I'd like to be able to talk about it from the experience of having worked in publishing and sort of seeing how the sausage is made. Um, and then also, you know, obviously being, being an author for seven years now. So, um, wow. yeah, those are things I love to talk about. Well, again, I think it is so generous of you to, to put time into that along with being a mother, being a published author, doing everything else you're doing. Uh, it's amazing to me. But we've mentioned your blog so and, you know, your uh, Instagram. So tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you, your work, and, of course, get their own copies of your amazing books. Oh, thank you so much. So, yes, my uh, website is uh, andreadunlop.net, so information about all my projects is there. Um, I'm very active on Instagram, so I'm Andrea Dunlop on Instagram. And uh, my book, Women Are the Fiercest Creatures, will be available wherever books are sold on March 7th. Well, oh, again, congratulations, Andrea. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave before we have to close? Um, no, thank you so much for, for talking about this. I guess yes, my final thoughts are everyone should be talking to women across generations. We should all be comparing notes. That's the only way forward. <laughs> 
I love that. And I know I sprung that on you literally at the last minute. (laughs) We will end on that very high note. But, Andrea, thank you so much for your time and sharing your amazingly creative mind with us. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well, and really, for you listeners out there, you do want to check out Women Are the Fiercest Creatures. It's a real study in women themselves, but it's also, again, a look at some of the things that we in uh, in the boomer generation may have uh, aspired for our younger generation. So it's a a treat to kind of figure out what worked and what maybe needs a little more help. So it's the story of women challenging and their perseverance and drive, and I know you're going to enjoy reading as much as I did. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.